It is so awesome to be together today on Easter Sunday as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Guys, Easter changed everything. And this is a year where everything's changed. Think about the last month. Our lives have been radically changed. Schools closed down. Workplaces shut down. Many of us have had trips canceled. Our family had a surgery canceled. It's easy to see that we're living through what could be the greatest crisis in our nation, in our lifetime. Maybe even in the world in our lifetime. And I just want to remind you today. That Jesus was dead on Friday, but he was alive on Sunday. Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And I think that's a message that all of us need to hear today. You know, uh, the other day I overheard a conversation between my daughter Lydia and my son Hudson. And Lydia was talking to Hudson about another event that has been canceled because of the coronavirus. And you could see that Hudson was disappointed and he was sad. And and Lydia started to encourage him and she said, Hudson, look on the bright side. And Lydia said that Hudson, looking for the bright side, literally opened uh, opened the curtains of a window and looked outside. He was looking for the bright side. I think all of us today are looking for the bright side. And um, here we are in Easter Sunday, 2020, in the middle of a crisis. And I just want to invite you today to open up the curtains and to see that Jesus Christ has risen from the dead. And no matter what we're going through today, we have a reason to sing. And we have a reason to worship. You, maybe you're going, how can I celebrate today? Easter's different this year. I, I'm out of a job. My school's closed. Or maybe, you know, maybe you're going through something right now that's not even related. And then you go, how can I celebrate in this moment, in this season, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead? And what I want to do in our time together is I want to take you to a story in Acts chapter 16. And this is the story of Paul and Silas. I love this story. These guys are locked in a prison cell and they're praising Jesus. Think about that. I think it's a story we can all relate to today. As many of us are confined in our homes and I just think today, if Paul and Silas can praise God in their prison, church family, we have a reason to sing. We have hope today because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. What we're going to learn as we, as we study this passage today together is that not only do we have a reason to sing, but when we choose to sing in our prison, whatever that is, that God is going to unlock the doors of freedom in my life and your life. 
See, God wants to unleash a freedom and a joy in our lives today. And we can begin to experience that as we begin to sing. I've titled this message today, Why We Sing. So head on over to Acts chapter 16. That's where we're going to be today. Looking at the story of Paul and Silas. And uh, Paul and Silas, they've been traveling the world and telling people about Jesus. And in Acts 16, they're in a city called Philippi. This is actually really cool. This is the very first time that the message of Jesus is being preached on the continent of Europe. And as Paul and Silas are telling people about Jesus, well, they get into a little bit of trouble. And they're arrested and they're beaten and they are locked up and chained in the inner prison of a jail cell. Let's pick up our story in Acts 16, starting at verse 23. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this to you from a, from a translation that's easy to read. So just close your eyes and listen to this amazing story of Paul and Silas. Here's what it says. After they were severely beaten, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God, while all the other prisoners listened to their worship. Wow. Suddenly, a great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. All at once, every prison door flung open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell door standing open. Assuming that all the prisoners had escaped, he drew a sword and was about to kill himself when Paul and Silas shouted in the darkness, Stop! Don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. The jailer called for a light. When he saw that they were still in their cells... He rushed and fell trembling at their feet. Then he led Paul and Silas outside and he asked, what must I do to be saved? They answered, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and all your family. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and his family. Look ahead to verse 25. At daybreak, the magistrates sent officers to the prison with orders to tell the jailer. Let these two men go. The jailer informed Paul and Silas, the magistrates have sent orders to release you. So you're free to go now. Wow, what an incredible story. Let's pray and uh, we'll dive in. God, thank you so much that we can be together today on Easter Sunday. Well, Father, we know this Easter is different. It's not a normal Easter. And, um, you know, maybe there's some disappointment with that. Or there's frustration with, um, with just how long this, this crisis is carrying on and we're confined in our homes. And I just pray today, God, that as we look at your word, do a work in our hearts, ignite a passion for you so that we can live in these days and these moments in a freedom. Father, give us a reason to sing here today on Easter Sunday. Um, God, speak to us through your word. We ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. 
All right, I'm really excited about uh, this message, and I'm just wondering if maybe, just maybe, your home might actually, at times, have felt like a prison. You know, being confined, it's not always easy, or to be cooped up. I mean, it's, it can be tough at times, right? Maybe you're single. Maybe you have kids, and it's just crazy. I mean, we all get cabin fever. And there was a, there was a moment just a few weeks ago when, man, our family, we were just going crazy. We couldn't be inside anymore. We had to go outside. I think our family, like we were about to kill each other. Like we got to get outside. And so we went outside. We took a walk. I have not taken more walks in my entire life than I'm taking right now. But it is hard to be in a place of confinement. And many of us we start to feel cabin fever. And I saw a great description of cabin fever. How about this? Feelings of isolation, mood swings. <laughs> Anybody? Mood swings? Resentment of people around you. No, no, that's cabin fever right there. Prone to irrational outbursts. Wow, come on. Anyone? Little cabin fever. Guys, we're all in a place right now of very serious confinement. And we're under orders to to stay at home, and we should be. But I just wonder if, if for any of us here today, there might have been times, and there might be times, where it can feel like our home is a prison. And and I just want to remind you today that, that if you're there, if you're frustrated with being at home, maybe imagine for a second what it would be like to be in an actual prison. Because Paul and Silas, they are in actual prison. Think about that. There were no Zoom calls. They could not watch church online. There were no text messages or phone calls. They couldn't leave and take a walk. They are in maximum confinement. Listen to this description, Acts 16, 23. After they were severely beaten... They were thrown into prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and had their feet bound and chained. So this really is maximum confinement. They were stripped down, beaten, and then dragged into a jail cell where they were locked up and chained up. And it says all this took place about midnight. Think about that. You know, we can't even imagine the kind of prison that Paul and Silas were in. This would have been, this would have been the most inhumane of conditions. In the innermost cell of a Roman prison, it would have been, it would have been a place where it was, was very dark. It was a place of darkness, damp, rat-infested stench of a place. You know, prisoners were forced to use their cells as latrines. And you just imagine this, this horrendous situation. And they're locked. They're chained. Their feet are shackled. And I think many of us, if we were in this situation, we would have given up. Not Paul and Silas. Not these boys. What do they do? They sing. They begin to sing praises to God. Can you imagine? 
Sometimes we feel like our home is a prison. Uh uh uh. No way. See, Paul and Silas, they were in actual prison. And guys, if Paul and Silas can find a reason to sing, come on, we can find a reason to sing. And we do have a reason to sing today. On Easter Sunday, we have a reason to sing. Come on, because of the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Jesus is alive. Hope is alive. We have a reason to sing. Look at where our story goes next. Acts 16.25. I love this. Paul and Silas, undaunted. (laughs) Underline that. Paul and Silas, undaunted, prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God while the other prisoners listened to their worship. Now, we don't know if they sang a psalm. Maybe they sang one of the psalms from the Old Testament. We don't know. We don't know if they sang Waymaker. Waymaker, miracle worker. Or or maybe it was just a simple chorus. I love you, Lord. And I lift my voice. We don't know what they sang. We just know that in the middle of the night. right? And you and I know what it looks like. And what it feels like to be in the middle of the night. And in the middle of the night, Paul and Silas are singing praises to God. It's amazing. They are praising God in the darkest of prison cells. See, no wonder the Bible here calls them, I love this word, undaunted. They were undaunted by the prison they found themselves in. Isn't that incredible? They're not defeated. They're not afraid of what the future holds. Uh uh uh. They are undaunted. They're singing praises to God. And we go, how could they do that? How could they at midnight in a prison cell begin singing songs of praises to God? And we know Paul and Silas. We know why. It is because. Of an empty tomb and a resurrected Jesus. And that's how they could sing. They could sing because of an empty tomb and a resurrected Jesus. And I just want to encourage you today. You have a song to sing. You have a reason to sing. Through the resurrection of Jesus. I love this. This is what Peter says in the book of 1 Peter. Peter says that through the resurrection of Jesus, we have been born again to a living hope. We've been born again to a living hope. In other words, hope is alive. Why? Because Jesus is alive. We've been born again to a living hope. Hope is alive. As long as Jesus is alive, hope is alive. Is alive. And that hope is not based on our circumstances. No, we are undaunted by our circumstances. Because our hope is based in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. And that's our song. I want you to compare this now to another song that has been sung during this time of crisis. Some celebrities recently got together and they put together a video and they posted it on Instagram where they 
each took a turn singing a line in John Lennon's song, Imagine. And it was one of those things where they thought, let's put a video together, let's put it out. And they thought that if they could do this, this song, Imagine, could really begin to encourage some people. But it was interesting what happened. Because people actually started to think about the words of this song. I mean, think about it. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. No hell below us. Above us only sky. Imagine all the people living for today. And people, as they thought about these words, began to wonder how this song could give hope to anyone at all. And that's, that's a song about no heaven, no God. And isn't it interesting? The New York Times called it empty. Uh, there's, a, there's a guy who has a radio show, John Rogan. He was angry. He said, imagine there's no heaven. He said, this isn't the time. He says, you idiots. Pretty harsh there. He says, this isn't the time when everybody's Grammy is dying to sing, imagine there's no heaven. It's just a reminder that this story, there's nothing more than what we see with our eyes. That's not a big enough story to give us hope in the darkest of times. Guys, we don't have to imagine that there's hope. Hope is real because Jesus is real, because Jesus is alive. Guys, our Savior lives. And here's the truth of the Christian story is that Jesus came and Jesus actually entered in. He suffered for sins. He died on a cross. He rose from the dead and he triumphed in victory. And the book of Psalms says that God is singing over us a song of deliverance. And so, yeah, it's hard sometimes. There's sickness. There's unemployment. We all are going to go through difficulty. And this is a difficult season. But listen, God is bigger than the difficulty we face. And whatever you're going through today, I just want to encourage you. The hope is alive. And Jesus is alive. And the victory has been won. And you have a reason to sing. You have a song to sing today because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's our story. That's our song. And that's what gives us hope. Here's what's incredible. When you sing that song, it doesn't matter what you're going through. When you sing that song, nothing can take that from you. And that is the secret to freedom in our lives. There's Paul and Silas. They're singing a song in a prison. Listen, when you sing that song, nothing can take that from you. Nothing can steal the freedom and the joy of a heart that is worshiping God. That's the last thing that I want to look at, at today. It's the power of praise to bring freedom to our lives. See, praise is powerful. And praise always brings freedom. Look down at verse 25. It says, Paul and Silas, undaunted, in the middle of the night, sang songs of praise to God, while all the other prisoners listened to their worship. And I just think as Christians, this is our moment. Yeah. As we're in a season of time with, excuse me, as we're in a season of time alone, let's make this a season of time alone with God. 
Yeah, this is a season of time alone. But what if we made this a season of time alone with God? I love what we've been looking at uh, in the Sermon on the Mount as we've been going through this Kingdom Living series. And just a few weeks ago, Pastor Andrew, he talked about how Jesus used to get away just to be alone with God. And then Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, he invites us to do that. Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, go to your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. See, God dwells in the praises of his people. And God is in the secret place. And so maybe for you, that's, that's taking time. And I'm not just going to be alone. I'm going to get alone with God and I'm going to pray and I'm going to read my Bible. Maybe it's getting a devotional book that is encouraging your faith during this time. Maybe it is pressing in. Maybe it is playing a worship song and soaking in the presence of God. But praise is a powerful, powerful way of bringing freedom to our lives. And I'm just asking God for two things right now. As we go through this crisis, I'm I'm asking God that at the end of this, two things. Number one, I'll be closer to God. And number two, I will look more like his son, Jesus Christ. And the way that's going to happen is for us to enter into the place of praise so that we can begin to experience the freedom and the joy of a relationship with God. This is what we see in verse 26. Check this out. Praise brings freedom. A praise brings freedom. Verse 26, suddenly. How many know that as you begin to worship, you're going to experience some suddenlies in your life? I love that. Suddenly. Suddenly in the prison, as they prayed, check this out. A great earthquake shook the foundations of the prison. And all at once, every prison door flung open and all the chains of all the prisoners came loose. See, praise brings freedom. And worship. Listen to this. Worship has the power to break chains over your life. Addiction, insecurity, anger, fear. God is going to set you free from some things as you begin to worship him. That's the freedom that God wants to unleash in your life. But praise doesn't just bring freedom for us. Check this out. It's not just about freedom for us. It's freedom for others too. See, the Bible says the chains of all the prisoners came loose. In other words, two men's prayer and worship didn't just do something to set their hearts on fire for God. It didn't just do something to inflate their faith to be undaunted in the face of the darkest of night. No, no, no. Hello. It says everybody's prison door swung open and everybody's chains fell off. In other words... Your praise and my praise in the middle of the night absolutely has the power not only to change our heart, but also to be an engine of change and an engine of freedom and transformation in the lives of some other people too. And I just love the stories right now of the church being the church. And there are so many of us now who are asking not only how can I experience freedom in my relationship with God, but how can I bring freedom to others? And the stories right now are just so awesome. I mean, there are some of you who are confined to your home, 
And you can't get outside because of health reasons and you are confined in your home. And there are some of you who are getting on the phone and you're calling people and you're checking. Hey, are you okay? How can I pray for you? So God's using your freedom to bring freedom to others. There are others of you who can get out of your house and you're reaching out and you're buying groceries and you're delivering food to those who can't. There's someone in our church, he's, he's a leadership coach and in this season of crisis, he's actually gathering leaders together to provide a free course to help leaders lead in a time of crisis. Isn't that incredible? And you think about Paul. In this story, the prison opens. You know, Paul spent 25% of his ministry in prison. But it was from that place where the letters of Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon were penned. They're called the prison epistles. And so I just think right now, Maybe we shouldn't focus so much on what we can't do. What if we began to focus more on what we can do? Because this is our moment. This is our mission. And we have an opportunity right now to share the love of Jesus Christ in this moment, in this time, and in this crisis. We have been set free by God to bring that freedom to others. And this is our time, church. This is our moment to experience vertical freedom and extend it horizontally. And maybe you're here today. Maybe for you, this is your day to find a reason to sing. I love the story of the jailer. Jailer was there. He heard the songs of praise. He felt the earthquake. He experienced the power of the presence of God and falling on his face before Before Paul and Silas, he said, what must I do to be saved? And the message of hope for every one of us here today is that Jesus came. He died on the cross for our sins and he rose in triumph. And Jesus is alive. Our Savior lives. And maybe you're watching right now and maybe you're saying, I want to know. That I'm saved. I want to know my sins are forgiven. I want to know the hope of heaven. I need some victories in my life. And what do, what do Paul and Silas say? What must I do to be saved? That's a powerful question. And maybe you're listening online right now and you're going, what can I do to have hope in my life? This is what Paul and Silas say. They say, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you will be saved. And in that moment, a man's life was changed. And in a moment, your life can be changed. And it's as simple as saying, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for my sins. For my sins and you rose from the dead. Save me. Change me. Make me new. I give my life to you. And if you prayed that prayer today, we celebrate with you. And we believe that God is going to do a powerful work in your life. But I just want to end with this. You know, Easter isn't the same. But guys, we have a song to sing. We have a reason to sing today. Because hope is alive. Jesus is alive. And the victory's been won. So I'm going to invite Andrew to come up. And he's going to to lead us in a song of worship. And I want to invite you today, Easter Sunday 2020, right here in your home, 
to experience the joy and the freedom that comes from worshiping the risen Son of God, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let's pray. God, thank you for Easter Sunday. Thank you that you are alive and our hope is alive today. And so we invite your presence now as we sing. God, I pray that you will set us free so that we might bring your freedom to the world around us. In Jesus' name, amen.